What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Alternate Reality Podcast, where we talk about everything nerdy, everything gaming, basically everything awesome. I am here once again, your co-host, Hebrew Hammer, and joined by Muggin. Yo, what's up? Not much. It is a twosome today. Just me and you. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, we were not able to get uh, Dehooch because he is busy... I guess having a good Halloween party without us, I guess. We weren't invited, so. He's listening to mm-hmm. bad karaoke, he said. That's what's going on. Who with wins right in this situation is the real question. Exactly, yeah. I think he would probably <laughs> rather be talking about games with his buddies than at a uh, subpar Halloween party, it sounds like. <laughs> so, I think we definitely right, coming right. out ahead of the game. But... With uh, we have to always remember, of course, that we have to do the shameless shilling. So let me go ahead and kick that off with uh, my good old accent, my Sean Connery accent. Shameless shilling. That's the first part of it. What do you think? Good this time? Not bad. Not bad. There we go. All right. So first of all, uh, if you guys want to check us out on Patreon, make sure to go to patreon.com forward slash ANR pod. If you want to learn more about the tiers and everything that we do there and all the different perks that you get uh, per tier. Uh, make sure to check that out. And you can also get access to our Discord at discord.me forward slash ANR. That's for our public Discord. And uh, we have a whole bunch of different channels there where we talk about everything from gaming to politics to finances, everything and anything. So make sure to check that out. And if you want to do something for free um, along with the Discord, you can, of course, go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review because... Uh, that really helps out with visibility and everything. I think we're like 50 reviews strong, 50, 60 reviews strong or something like that. I don't remember. But either way, it's always fun. If you give us a five-star review, we will read it out loud on one of our episodes. So yeah, please make sure to do that if at all possible. And that wraps up the shameless shilling. Pretty quick nice. this time. I'm getting nice shorter and shorter up. every time. Cleaning it up. Exactly. So it is going to be a little bit shorter this week, which is, I guess, kind of a good thing because we do have a good bit of stuff to go through today. But Dehooch mm-hmm. is known for his long "What have you been doing this week's?" So this time it's just you and I. Ours will be quick and easy, I think. So, Muggin, why don't you get and tell us about what you did this week? Yeah, I got to put a small, a smidgen of uh, time into Dread. So uh, Metroid Dread. So got a little bit more work done there. Nice game, so good. Um, <laughs> Played some Pokemon Unite. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son got his electronics back, so we've been rocking some games. Um, uh, took a second sitting of Dune. Uh, we're about 30 minutes from the end now, so we're chugging through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fun. Nice. Um, and then um, we've been doing a Halloween movie-thon at the house. So every night we're watching a different Halloween movie. Ah, us and, too. Uh, so that's been pretty fun, yeah. What, what are the like three big ones that you've watched so far? Well, we watched Frank and Weenie. We watched both of the live action Adams Family movies, and then what was the other one we watched? Now I can't remember now. But we're watching, I think, Goosebumps tomorrow. Oh, Maybe okay. Goonies. Ooh, that's a good one, Goosebumps. Okay. We watched uh, Hocus Pocus many times. Of course, uh, my daughter loves that movie. <laughs> so yeah, so just you know, kind of the classics. Yeah, for me, um, I, I don't know why Bearded Rooster's in the audience right now, and he's he's screaming Goonies. Um, so you and him might like the Goonies. I don't think I've ever even seen Goonies, so Jesus. I feel like I know that there's like a monster in it or something. There's like a weird uh, cycloptic monster or something. Okay, l- listen, listen, listen. 
friend, <laughs> pal, buddy. Please watch the Goonies and Is that, then let's I, chat about it. I feel like that's so like memed at this point where it's like it's like, oh the Goonies, like it's gotta be so old, it probably looks terrible. I don't know. No, they um I mean that the lot I think they remastered it at one point, so there is a decent quality uh, you know, upres and it, you know, it's a Spielberg movie, so they always like you know, him and Lucas were always kind of ahead of the game as far as like cinematography equipment and quality, right. so you know, it was recorded really well. Um, but it's that standard, like, you know, 80s era, you know, adventure movie, right, you know, right. by Spielberg. So it's 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 fun. It's it's neat. And you Got get it. to see like a lot of, um, you know, old, you know, people like like, <laughs> you know, Roland's in it. Thanos is in it. You know, he's uh, he's oh, he's shit. in it as yes. one of the main characters. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. He's, he's like a teenager. He's like. Yeah, he's like 17 years old Damn. when he's in it or something like that, 17, 18. So, okay. yeah, it's, um, you know, it's got, you know, uh, what's his name? Fel- Corey Feldman's in it. I think it's Corey Feldman, right? And mm. then, um, you know, just, just it's just a fun flick. It's worth it. Watch it. You'll yeah. enjoy it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. What else did you do? That's it. That's like my week. Shit. Nice, Worked dude. a lot. I did a lot of work. Okay. A lot well, of work. At least you got some fun movie marathon in so that works mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. um i did uh i've been watching a lot of movies as well um uh, big ones that we watched we we're watching the third uh transylvania hotel transylvania tonight the adam sandler movie um we already watched the previous two uh, those ones are actually pretty good i liked it um i mm-hmm. didn't remember most of it but they're kind of like throwaway but they're they're fun throwaway and um, obviously, Nightmare Before Christmas, I'm going to be seeing tomorrow night because it's one of my favorite movies, period. But, like, it's, you know, got to watch it on Halloween. And, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. of course, watch Hocus Pocus. Honestly, like, wasn't as, like, whenever, I feel like each time I watch it, I'm like, I like it less and less. I don't know why. It's mm-hmm. just, like, the way it goes. But, you know, it's got some classic stuff in it. But I'm also just like, oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know if it's starting to show its age or what, but... For me, it's not working as much anymore. Um, well, you'll be okay because by next Halloween, you'll get to the Hocus Pocus uh, two. That's right. Then I could be it, even so. more disappointed. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that uh, playing games, of course, by my Genshin. Um, the new content that dropped is still amazing. Finally, got some good end game stuff. It feels like, and I think they're actually going to be keeping around this end game content that they put in. So that'll be fun. Um, catch up on Genshin if if you guys have played it before. Um, AFK, I, know, I need to get back into it actually. Yes, um, and I, I really keep do. like trying to jump back into it, and I just like always feel like super mega lost. It's it's what to do, straight so. up intimidating whenever you hop in after a, yeah. a big exit, even for me and I was like at the end game when I quit so you just gotta honestly like chip away at the quests and as you do the quests like everything will just kind of come back to you and you'll kind of know yeah. more and more what you're doing but um, yeah that and then uh, of course playing some Pokemon Unite still uh, hopped back into AFK Arena a good bit. There's so many like so much stuff in there now you know but it's so Mm -hmm. it's good and bad there's so much to digest but at the same time there's so much to do which is great and it's a i don't care anyone says that it's the most free-to-play mobile game that i've ever seen in my life give you so much currency for free uh you have so many different ways to target the exact champion that you want um Mm -hmm. and they have things where you can switch out old champions um like with uh like transfer basically the tier level of one 
character to another um they're hard to come by for that thing to do but it's still like it's in the game and i've done that a couple of times and i got like one guy who was i only had one copy of him and i made him a five star immediately and now i'm amazing again um yeah, that's awesome yeah so that and then of course playing mha getting ready for that new content that's about to drop uh, other than that the only big like movie that i saw was dune so just to kind of catch up with you you saw dune already whenever we um did this last week i had not i have seen dune now um quick take on it was that i actually really liked it i have never seen or read the book I, it was a series before right or it was a book books. yeah well there's a been book a, or so it started books. as a book well Dune is a single book, but there have been other books after that. So there's like a whole bunch of Dune books. And then uh, Herbert's son actually wrote a prequel um, Mm. set of books that come before it. So the the universe is pretty fleshed out. Um, As far as film, there was the the Lynch film in 80, I think it was 84. And then there was the sci-fi TV series that covered more of the books. Um, Yeah. And then there's this one. Well, this one I, I I was actually like pretty impressed with. There was like a few times when I felt like it was kind of dragging on, but whenever like as far as like whenever the the whole like war started breaking out a bit, um, mm-hmm. I, I was a little annoyed because it was just one of those things where um, I don't. Hopefully, this doesn't get anything away or whatever. But like, it's just like when that one guy kind of like betrayed them. I was like, really, he took down everything, all of the defenses he could do, like that. I don't know. It was a little annoying. Well, yeah, and and we can do a. And I can talk to you about this separately, but there's a thing that they don't fully explain in mm. that um, in this movie that they did a better job of in the original movie. But there's a thing about that particular character that is extremely important to understand, and that would make it understood exactly how he was able to do that. Ah, okay. So. Well, then that I don't want to spoil it if people haven't seen it yet, but we can catch up on it yeah. later. And then uh, Bearded Rooster just mentioned actually in the in the uh, audience here, which by the way, if you guys want to come into the audience, make sure to uh, subscribe to the Patreon because that is a perk where you get access to a private Discord and you get to listen to the show live. Um, but yeah, the, the second movie uh, is official now. They announced that it, there is going to be a second. It was risky going in. Like as a, I don't know if the second one's going to get funded, but this is going to be the first half of of two movies, and let's see if we get the second. That was pretty bold. Um, yeah, I think I think I read somewhere that, and take this with a grain of mm-hmm. salt because I don't remember exactly where I heard it, but that 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 was more of like a news cycle thing, mm-hmm. um, but that it was always. It like kind of locked gonna be in that they were doing both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, that would make more sense because there's no reason. There's no reason that you take you know someone like Zendaya and you have her run the press junket and then she's in the movie for you know whatever she's yeah, in like there five for, which is not a ton. Yes, yeah, it's it's just seven minutes of screen time total. The credits are longer than her screen time, <laughs> oh my God. and people were flipping out about it. <laughs> but she's she her character is like a main character in the book, but she's uh, yeah. very prominent in the next half. So you know she is getting the going to get what you know the screen time that people expect her to have. But it's just it's just where it kind of breaks in half is kind of. Um, you know, weird. My my thing was, I don't understand mm-hmm. why they didn't just film the whole thing, and then and then do half. the and then do the and then do the post. Yeah, for the first part, and then move in to do the post for the second part because then 
everybody's already there, same age. There's not that gap of time between when it was when the first one was filmed, and the second one was filmed. True. Luckily, you know, every you're not dealing with kids in this one where they're like all of a sudden going to be, you know, looking like they, you know, fell off the puberty truck. Right, know? right, right. Um, but uh, you know, like Bran and um. Game of Thrones, where like all of a sudden you're like, "Whoa, who the hell is that guy?" That's not that same kid, right? Um, and then, um, so so they've got that going for them, so they should be okay in that regard. But yeah, and it's um, it's one of those things where you know, like you said, luckily there isn't any of those situations. But I think um, Avengers, uh, Infinity War, and Endgame, they did like that, and it worked out very well for them. So, mm-hmm. um, like how you said, where they just did it and then cut it halfway and then did the posts afterwards so yeah. yeah that would be the better way to do it but you know we'll see we'll see how it goes but definitely I, I had a good time with it um but yeah i don't want to say too much about it so we'll go ahead and move on to the news now that we've talked about mm-hmm. all that pretty good a nice tight 15 minutes boom um done <laughs> so let's talk about the first thing which is going to be cowboy bebop we finally got a full trailer what were your thoughts on it Let's go. Um, <laughs> I think so. That little feature that they filmed, uh, like what was it? Like a like la- we talked about. I think last week. Yeah. Um, that was f- that was that was done specifically for that. It, that none of that stuff was from the actual show. Right. Um, was pretty cool. Um, it showed that they were willing to kind of try some cool stuff. This right. one was more in line with you know again actual scenes from it. actual scenes from the show. Right. Um, you did see a lot of reference to things. If you're familiar with Bebop, you know, you know, oh, okay, they are going to go down that road. Oh, yeah. okay, they do understand that, this and that, and the other thing. I think that, um, the, you know, John Cho and, and his name escapes me, um, the guy playing Jet, uh, mm-hmm. are looking really solid. The guy Same. playing Jet, like, he's got the voice, like, down. He sounds great. He looks great. He's, you know, carrying himself well, he he's looks the part. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does with it. Um, John Cho, you know, he's looking way better than I thought he would. Um, I've always liked him as an actor. Um, you know, he did some great action work. I just wasn't sure if he was going to pull this one out, but it, it looks solid so far. Yeah. I mean, he did some great action work in um, that newer set of Star Trek movies, you know. Um, he actually, oh, if I recall correctly, he actually is a fencer. Like, he knows how to fence, uh, like, legit. Okay. Um, even right. before he took that role. Um, so he does have some martial, you know, some, some fighting skills. Right. And I think he's going to do a really good job. Like, when he was talking and stuff, I was like, okay, this is this is going to work. His facial expressions, the way he was carrying himself. I just, the, the Faye Valentine is just not, it's just not working for me so far from what I've seen. Like, she doesn't seem to be kind of in embodying yeah. the character as I expect her to be, which is kind of a, I don't know, like a femme fatale, like, more, like... I don't know. She's. I don't know how to explain it. Like more, like kind of like a like a spy almost, like constantly backstabbing. Yeah. You know, always with a plan, kind of thing. Um, this one seems a lot more kind of like higher energy, more perky, more quirky, more yeah, funny. Definitely. And I don't. I don't. I don't want to see Faye be the comic relief of the show. Like there are other characters that handle that. Right. Um. Her character should be relatively serious based on her backstory and everything. So I'm kind of yeah. If they're trying to keep high fidelity, that that plays out. Yeah, if they're trying to keep high fidelity. I, I definitely agree with you. And so far, like I, I was more worried 
before this um, because from the little like teasers that we got and everything like that, she seemed definitely far more off her character than she did here. She still seemed off her character. I agree with you. Like she still seems a little too quirky and everything like that. But there was like a few things that she said and did that kind of seemed a little more on character for her, uh, a little more femme fatale, as you said. But mm-hmm. it's still like it's not like I'm not sold on it in the slightest yeah. yet. I have to see. What I think when we see do. more, yeah, when we see more of it, like where we can actually see her like in a full scene rather than like little snippets yeah. that have been strategically cut, maybe it plays out. The other thing I was thinking, it, it feels like she's too young. Like she, yeah, her, she is too young of a of an actress. I felt like Faye wasn't was older than that. You know what I mean? So yeah, I agree. We'll just have to see. She does actually seem know. quite a bit younger than everyone else on on this. So yeah, yeah, and maybe they're gonna play that. You know, her inexperienced. You know, turn her into instead of like a very experienced person into like an inexperienced person. But yeah. Um, you know, Drew was bringing up Ed. Like we haven't seen anything on Ed yet. Oh, that's a good point. Um, yeah. So that'll be interesting to see how they, where they go with that character due to like, you know, the nature of Ed. Mm-hmm. I think we did see Ayn in the, uh, in a couple of scenes though. So yeah, no, that, that's true. I, I, there's still more to come for it as we get closer. So that was just the first trailer that dropped. So yeah, we'll have to see, you know, uh, what more they release. But so far overall, I, I am definitely looking forward to it. Um, you know, as we said, most of the cast looks good. Still questionable on one, but so far, as far as Netflix live action adaptation for um, anime, like definitely like you know top two three, I'd say this might yeah I mean this might be Low the bar one so right, far, but yeah so yeah <laughs> this might be the one that that kind of mainlines that it's kind of like I video game so. movies right like you haven't really gotten that great video game movie mm-hmm. you know are we gonna finally get that great anime to live action. Um, Three weeks, we find out, right? It's the nineteenth. Yep. So, all right. Well, let's talk about Drew. Just ask I mean, Drew. Yeah. Just ask if you've seen the original. I, yeah. I would like you to respond. Yeah, I've seen the original. <laughs> I actually, it's it's a great series. Anyone that hasn't seen the original, you should see it. Uh, if before, prefer. Well, I don't know if I would say before now. Maybe maybe wait till you see this first now and then see Bebop afterwards. Because if they yeah, do, it's so I, close now. I feel like if you see the original before and it is a good bit off, then it will kind of ruin this new version for you, maybe. And if this new version does well, I feel like it's going to be an ongoing series that you'll probably, you know, if you could have that be your initiation, you might just like it more. And it's newer, so it'll yeah. keep coming. So I don't know. That's yep, yep. that's my take on yeah, it. Yeah, I think I think I think because it's so close, I would just wait, watch yeah. the Netflix and then watch the original to see where it came from and see the differences. And then you can kind of, you know, digest it all. Yeah. You know, we've had a good bit of time since we've seen the original. So yeah, it'll I be agree. nice to having it not totally fresh to just kind of understand where it's coming from and see where they take it. Yeah. Same. Well, the next one that we're going to be talking about masters of the universe revelation part two. Okay. So let me just say this. I have, mm-hmm. You know, I have a deal with Hooch where if I watch, I don't, there's like two new series out for them, right? There's He-Man Masters of the Universe and then there's now Revelations. Is that, is that how it is? Okay. So no. So, so the first one that dropped was this Masters of the Universe Revelations. Okay. Um, which is a direct continuation of, um, 
the original cartoon from way back in the day. Right. So it's 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 literally continuing on that show. Right off it. Okay. Um, and then there's the new one, which is basically a full reboot, and it's in that kind of 3D Clone Wars okay. um, style cartoon. That's really definitely geared towards a younger audience. Like my my eight year old is freaking loves that show, and okay. I really enjoyed watching it with him. But um, you know, it's definitely got the it, they're much younger than they yeah, were in the original. They're, they're kids. Um, ah, okay. it's got that kid feel. Um, but I, I thought it was still good. I, I enjoyed it probably more because I was with him than because it was great. Right. Um, but if you got kids, it's worth watching. Well, Master of the Universe, this one, I I liked it. Um, I know a lot of people didn't. There was a um, there's a lot of um, different reasons that people don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was fun for what it was. Um, this trailer is very high on spoilers, so I'm not going to say much about it. But it looks like it's going to be bonkers. Um, it, the trailer looks like it was released specifically to combat like the trolls that were like really hating on it. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know if the first part is in in spoiler zone because it's so old. You know, it's been out for so long now. But um, you know, there's some character choices in it that people weren't super stoked about. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and and it, it was a different take on. It, it is called Masters of the Universe. It's not called He-Man. And right. I think a lot of people mistook where he was trying to take the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that it's also very different, mm-hmm. in my opinion, from the original He-Man. So I, I could see people not liking it for, for reasons that I would consider to be valid. And so if you look at it as a standalone, it. then more so than a like a continuation of what it was before, it's... You like it more if you look at it as a direct it really, continuation. Well, no, you don't yeah, like it as much. no, you need to. Well, you need to look at it as a direct continuation because otherwise you're not going to have any idea what the hell's going on because it's <laughs> it's very much it really is on a you kind of understanding what who's doing what for why and who they were associated with previously because they don't explain it. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, so. I was going to say this, like regardless of all of that, I will say from the trailer, not going to lie, looked pretty sick. Like there yeah, was a lot part of looks like it's going to be bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Like there was like one part where like, I remember the scene that got me was whenever he was like, I don't want to say, um, so like he got really big in the, you know, he like hulked out or whatever the hell happened mm-hmm. in the yeah. trailers. And then he, yeah. he fucking did an anime flash, uh, over to yeah. him and did like a big punch. I was like, Dude, that's pretty cool. Like, I just had yeah, anime like flashbacks, sa- and I was like, okay. Savage. It's like, I think that, that version of He-Man is called, like, Savage He-Man. Shit, dude. So, it's like, a he's, like, bigger and more feral than, like, regular He-Man. So, um, it's cool to see that he's going to be in there. I, I get the feeling that, um, similar to the first trailer, like, you watch that first trailer, and then you watch the show, and the show is very different than the trailer made it seem. Uh, I I'm going... I was talking to Hooch about this because he shut it off. Like, he's like, it's too much. It's too much spoiler. Mm. I think, like, all of the crazy shit you're seeing in that is, like, first two episodes. And then the rest of it is, like, goes a completely different place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I would hope so because I think we all are getting a little tired of, like, everything being spoiled in a trailer these days. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, like, just from that scene, though, I'm not going to lie. Like, that hyped me up. And I'm I'm actually going to watch this now So because that was just 
so badass looking whenever I saw that. There was definitely mm-hmm. some cheesy lines that I saw after that, but you know, I can deal with some cheesiness if there's some really good there, animation yeah. in it. They're so. leaning into I mean, that's like your standard like eighties can't eighties, nineties campy Saturday morning cartoon. Right. And I think lean into that makes sense because that's that's the heritage of it. But right. So anyway. there's that. I'm looking forward to it. I am very excited about it too. Um, hopefully, you know, I actually will watch it now instead of making <laughs> a, uh, a false bet with, um, Hooch. So we'll see. And that's um, on the 23rd. So it's like four days after Bebop drops. Yeah. Which oh, yeah, oh. I'm going to binge. I mean, depending on how they drop, I don't, I'm not sure if they're doing it, you know, week episode by week, which they've now started to do for some series for Netflix. Or, oh, Netflix has? I thought yeah. they hadn't dove into that yet. Nope, they're no, starting okay. to do it too. Um, especially with some of the reality shows, they do it a lot now. Um, which, I don't know if they're just keeping it exclusively for that, but you know, we'll see. But I, I'm now mm-hmm. back behind on some of my reality shows because they do that. So, um, gotcha. Anyways, the next big thing that we're going to talk about. This was a big one for me. Lightyear, the teaser trailer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. was... For me, this was awesome. I mm-hmm. I literally like teared up a little bit whenever I started to see it, just because. I mean, I think uh, you know, Toy Story was was such an awesome thing for me. Whenever you know I was young, it already been out for a bit, but it still was like it blew my mind as far as how cool it was. Um, I don't know for you, how does it hit? Well, I mean, Toy Story was huge for me. Um, you know. It, it, Regardless of kind of where you fall in the spectrum um, of life, um, you know, Toy Story was really the, is kind of the one that set the bar for completely animated movies moving forward, like 3D animated movies. It was the first like truly feature length that really caught on and had a good talent behind it as far as the voice work. I mean, they had the, some of the biggest names in the industry in there, right? You know, Tom mm-hmm. Hanks and Tim Allen and and then everybody else. And they really knocked it out of the park. You go back and watch that now and, like, you see the dog in Toy Story 1 and you're like, yowza. I thought that looked amazing when I saw it in theaters the first time. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, wow, I can't believe that was even on screen. Yeah. <laughs> um but then you, if you watch the Toy, Toy Stories in order, you can kind of almost see the evolution of 3D movies in that one series because it was the first and where it is now. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm I'm super stoked. I've always loved that character. Um, I, I love the lore behind him. It's It kind of will be a nice bridge for kids who started with Toy Story and have gotten older now. Mm-hmm. You know, to get into like that side of um, the character, um, I know there's a big thing about it right now where Tim Allen's not doing the voice, and there yeah. was a big, you know, hubbub a couple years ago when it was announced that Chris Evans, you know, Captain America was going to be doing the voice for him, and and he came out and said, um, when he was originally offered the role, he declined it mm-hmm. because he said, no, 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 Tim Allen is Buzz Lightyear. Like, I know Buzz. It's Tim Allen. Right. And apparently, like, there was a big discussion and they said, yes, and Tim Allen will continue to be the voice of Buzz Lightyear, the toy in anything that we do. But this is Buzz Lightyear, the human that the toy is based off of. So we're giving him a different voice so that there can be distinction. I don't know if I really buy that, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, 
okay, you know, that makes sense. Like, you, you, the voice of the toy is not the same as the real person. That that makes sense, right? So, I mean, it'll be interesting um, to see kind of where they take it. I would say, so, like, I'm on the fence with that part. I mean, like, either way, I'm going to see it. I, I love the idea of it. I can't wait, you know, to actually have this. But mm-hmm. the the voicing part, like, that was the down, like, the only, like, oh, man, I wish, I wish they could have had it. But um, mm-hmm. I'm not super upset by it. Like, it's not, you know, going to deter me from seeing it or anything. But, like, I, because, you know, the character had, or, I mean, the toy has speaking buttons, you know, like, whenever you hit it, it has, mm-hmm. it says fra- phrases and stuff. And it has mm-hmm. the voice um, of Tim Allen. I, I would have thought that that would be you know, the voice of the real person that they were basing it off of as well. Mm-hmm. So that's the one thing where I was like, mm, like if it, if the toy never had those buttons where it, it had the voice, I would say I'm totally fine with it. But because it does, I wish that I would have Tim Allen as the voice, because I feel like that does make more sense from a continuity standpoint. But either yeah, way, because you could say that because he doesn't have an actual voice box in him, the voice that you're hearing is just Andy's thought of what it should sound like not necessarily yeah yeah so no that makes sense that's the only yeah i think it's like this a sticking and it is a sticking point i think for a lot of people but i I don't think you anyone should let that really deter them from going and seeing this i mean the the animation quality looked really good so good so good yeah like i i would be honestly i'd be upset if anyone was like i'm not seeing it because of that um I would yeah. think we well, I mean, check your priorities if that was the case. Listen, s- screw them. They're the ones that miss out on a, probably what's going to be a kick-ass movie. Exactly. And um, we all know that Woody's coming next, right? Woody, Woody the movie. Yeah, right? is, that has got to be coming. A Western yeah. like with fucking Woody. Dude, I can't wait for that shit. That would be amazing. So we just have to figure out if um, we are going to actually have the voice of... Because it would be weird, I feel like, to have the voice of Tom Hanks be Woody and not Tim Allen for Lightyear. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so we'll have to we'll have to see about that. Yeah. All right. So next thing, let's go ahead and talk about. So the Wheel of Time coming out on November nineteenth. I have never read the Wheel of Time. It's too bad Chu is not here because I know like his he lights up whenever anyone talks about the wheel of time but hmm. do you have you read the series of the wheel of time i've heard it's like a thousand books Ugh, i i tried to long long <laughs> long 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 time ago and i just i couldn't get into it um i've heard nothing but good things mm-hmm. i i believe i played there was a role playing like a table pen and paper like tabletop role playing game mm-hmm. based on it that i that i played around with uh way back in the day mm-hmm. um I watched the trailer and I have no idea what it's about. Um, Same. You know, other than there's a wheel (laughs) and time somewhere involved here. But like that trailer did fuck all for (laughs) explaining anything about the movie. Like, I think that trailer was designed specifically for people like you who have watched it Mm -hmm. or read it. So maybe we can sneak Chew back when it drops to uh, pop in for five minutes and tell us. Yeah. You know, how close it was. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to watching it. I know that the source material is very strong. His writing style just didn't stick with me uh, when I tried it. Mm-hmm. But um, it, I mean, it looks like they are sparing no expense on it. So it should be cool. 
Yeah. I'm, I, it's crazy that it's dropping on the same day as Bebop, though, to me. True. Uh, like, that's going to be a crazy couple of days there. Bebop, Masters of the Universe, Wheel of Time. There's a lot. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, I also have in-laws coming at that date as well now. So <laughs> that'll be a very interesting time because I'm going to be like, get away so I can watch TV. <laughs> um, but no. Well, I think they're doing it because Thanksgiving is so close. People are going to be off. So, like, yeah. get them to binge their butt off, you know? True. Well... For Wheel of Time, I mean, for me, like, I just know that it's a crazy, complex uh, series, mm-hmm. and that just has, I feel like that trailer epitomizes what the problem will be whenever we see this. Granted, it looks like they're sparing no expense for it, as you said, and it looks like it, they're definitely trying to make it like a, one of the big prime series that's going to be coming out. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see that. But yeah, I have a feeling that this is showing the fact that it, you're going to have a very hard time knowing what's going on unless you've read the source material because they probably tried their best to get like a quick narrative beat going on this trailer and my mm-hmm. god none of it was making any sense so yeah and i think i think um you know game of thrones was similar where it had a lot it was a very complex book mm-hmm. so um and we know that while that source material existed, they were able to kind of really do well with it. Um, you know, it fell off towards the end, but that was because, you know, the books weren't written. Um, so hopefully um, this will give them an opportunity to, um, you know, to make something really awesome, I think. All right, guys, we are back. We just took a quick break before we continued because uh, Hooch is back now from his Halloween party, his drunken Halloween party, and he's going to be joining us for the rest of the way. God, I wish it was a drunken Halloween party. Jesus. There was bad karaoke, so I figured that that was the scenario. Uh, no, that's just that the bad karaoke was from kids, not adults. Um, uh, okay. I think there was a handful of adults there, of adults there, but like uh, the, the karaoke with the kids and... Okay, that that party all of a sudden sounded immediately less fun now. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. My kids. <laughs> I thought to it was drunk. It I thought it was drunk adults like getting fucking schwasty and singing songs. Oh no, there's at least some sort of like you know kind of train wrecky aspect to that. Uh-huh. But no, that's not what we got here. It's just <laughs> my kids started liven it up by uh, singing skibbity, and that. I was like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And they did it anyway. And then you got kicked out. Oh, God, I wish. We would have left earlier. You're like, go home. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and keep going on. Uh, right now, we're going to be moving on to the Eternals. The reviews have been coming out for the Eternals. And not going to lie, they're not looking nearly as good as we thought they were going to be. They're, uh, Muggin just told me that they're actually floating around 60% now. So it's 1% away from being a squat. On the tomato meter, so yeah, splat, yeah, splat, or yeah, splat. Thank you, squat, Whatever. splat, squat, same thing. Splat. Yeah, Whatever. I, not a good so thing. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna clarify something here. From the moment I saw the first preview, mm-hmm. I knew this movie was gonna be trash. Really? So, yeah, I, I just I could tell from the preview when they're like, "Here's ten superheroes. We're gonna try and introduce mm. all ten of them and have a world changing event that's more important than Thanos." And we're going to make sure we explain why we didn't help with Thanos. And we're going to do this all in two and a half hours. Never, ever, 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 ever going to work. <laughs> um, the reason that the Avengers and, and, and whatnot in the MCU have worked is because every single one of those characters was introduced yeah. in its own 
movie first. So then the the thing you're being introduced to in the Avengers is the villain. Yeah. Right. So you get the origin story of, you know, Loki. You you know, not even the origin story, but like his involvement with Thanos. You know, you get right. the origin story of um, Ultron. You know what I mean? You're not trying to learn who all these superheroes are. Right. Um, yeah. The you know. So I think I think that's one of the reasons that you're that this movie's going to have a problem. And I, I've read that that is one of the things that people are kind of saying. It's like, man, it is a lot to take in. And they kind of like do this thing where every time they go to a new person, they uh, they retread the um, like, hey, this is what's happening and we need your help. And they say it to like the same thing to everybody. So oh. it's like you're hearing them make this and you're just like. Like why? Why am I hearing this for the eighth time? You know what I mean. Um, I feel like the only way you could actually make that happen because they kind of circumvented this in another Marvel movie that we've seen, which was Spider Verse. Do you remember how they introduced that? But they did it like the same exact replay thing. Yeah, into the yeah. Spider Verse was like, great. But yeah. then, like, so exactly. You, but then they're like, okay, here's the thing. Like, you get the the big first spiel from you know Spider Man of you know, the universe where Miles is, right? And then you right. get a recap of a similar thing from the other Spider- and Spider-Man. Up. And then the rest of them, when they bring the other two, it's all at the same time. Or the other five or yeah, four. Right. It's fast, super fast. sped up. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like Sparknotes version each time, yep. which is funny because that's the parody. It plays into itself. Yeah. Where it's like, here we go again. And so, like, if they did something like that here, which is what I thought they were going to be doing, kind of clever, but now I'm, I'm realizing more and more that you're right. That is going to be the biggest issue because, um, yeah, it is not a uh, end game scenario or Infinity War scenario that we're looking at here. So, I whenever I saw yeah, it, I knew it was going to be pretty, but I, I, I knew it wasn't going to be that great. And that's what it sounds. I like. I even heard that the, the that the fight scenes are mediocre. Really? Like they're not. Yeah. Well, I mean, so to be fair to the director, like the director has always done things with like normal people. Like they've never really done like a action based. Yeah like high fantasy adventure kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So this is someone that's stepping outside into a new realm. So they can, they have an opportunity to bring some storytelling, you know, and she's an Academy Award winner. So it's like, she's, she knows what she's doing, but you know, I'm, I'm what I'm hearing is one of the things I read from one of the reviewers basically said, if this wasn't an MCU movie, if it was just its own movie, mm-hmm. right then it could have been so much more and so much better. But because they're kind of locked into some of those Marvel cinematic universe like structures, mm-hmm. you know, it reminds me of like WandaVision where it's it's going this way, it's going this way, it's going this way. And all of a sudden it like takes a right hand turn, you know, and then you've got this giant, you know, CG filled runes in the sky battle sequence at the end that like just <laughs> didn't fit with the rest of it. Like, you know it it maybe it could be kind of the same thing where it's like she wants to do this one thing and and then all of a sudden you know they're like well no you got to have these big set pieces and you got to have these giant battle sequence and then to me like the villains look about as generic as you could get you know like giant black amorphous you know monsters with tentacles like oh cool let's do that again you know i mean this isn't it doesn't have like the gravitas of like what we've come to expect of things like Thanos and the Black Order and Ultron and like these kind of very meaty, recognizable villains. Um, a faceless villain doesn't. So who knows? A faceless villain doesn't give you the sense that your uh, your protagonist is any severe danger, significant danger, because you're like, mm-hmm. I don't, I can't, I don't, I know nothing. This villain, why do I care? 
right? Yeah, they're like the deviants. You know, Thanos destroyed half the galaxy with a snap. We didn't help, but these deviants, bro, bro, <laughs> we got to do something about these guys. They're amorphous and they have tentacles. Go get them now. You know, it's just like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I no. think there's there's a lot that they're going to have to overcome in this, you know, fairly small. Oh, I mean, it's it's not a small sized movie, but for everything that they have to talk about, it's going to be too way too small. So, yeah. Yeah, I just think, yeah, it's a lot of characters to introduce and introduce the villains and explain why they didn't do the thing, you know, weren't around and and and, you know, in that runtime. It just it feels like it's almost set up for failure. Yeah, um, oh, that sucks. I, I am really uh, just hoping that um, what is his name Kum- Kumal? I think his name is? Yeah, no, that's, no, no, that's probably uh, wrong mm-hmm. and racist. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, what is his name? Uh, Isn't it Kumal Nan- Nanjiani or something? I, I, I know he's Pakistani. Like that's all I know. Uh, I don't remember. But anyways, yeah, it's it's Kumail. Kumail. It's Kumail Nan- Nanjiani, yeah. and it's funny because it's I literally just started watching the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Um, the new Twilight Zone, and he's he's the main character the con- in the first the episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, I love that guy. I'm like, yeah, he looks like and he dude. He got jacked for the yeah, role. Yes, he did. Um, yeah, Silicon Valley. He got it. That's where I know him. Yeah, from. he got um he he. I read an, an interview with him where he actually got in trouble, um because they didn't want him to get jacked, um and he was like, no no no, I'm gonna be the first you know Indian superhero in a Marvel movie like. I'm working out mm-hmm. like I'm I'm going to I'm going to be fit for this part. So he like went on like a really strict physical training regiment and got like got ripped. And they were like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm doing this. You know, it was actually. Um, <laughs> so. so he worked on Stuber with uh, Batista actually beforehand. Yeah. Batista was the one that mm-hmm. trained him to get into shape for this movie. Actually. Oh, nice. Or, or oh, that's awesome. Set, set him off Even on better. the training for it. He ended up getting his own private trainer afterwards but he was the one that that set up everything for him so yeah that was a a cool little tidbit there but um yeah anyways we'll see what happens with it officially soon but you know that's what we're looking at right now hopefully um Mm. we're all proven wrong and it's really good but we'll see Mm -hmm. um we'll see lock and key season two just dropped i personally have not seen this before but muggin i know that you're a fan yeah, I really liked season one. It was a lot of fun. We've been we've been waiting for it. You know, they started putting it up on the little like screensavers, like oh, a new season's coming, and then it just kind of showed up out of the blue. So that was pretty cool. We haven't watched it yet, but um, looking forward to it. It's on my list. Okay, so good stuff there. I'm Hooch. I'm assuming you have not seen it either. <laughs> no, there's very little I've seen lately. <laughs> <laughs> well, then keep your eyes out if if you guys want. I mean, what kind of just real quick, super general? What kind of series is it? It's like kind of like a supernatural sci-fi suspense. So basically the way it works is uh, quick synopsis. These kids move parents uh, move them back into the childhood home of his father where apparently like all kinds of weird stuff happened and like everyone's like really hush hush about it in the town. But the kids are exploring this old, you know, basically a mansion and uh, they find these start finding these keys and uh, each of the keys has a like a supernatural power um, that it can do. Like it can you like one of them you turn put it in a lock and turn the key and imagine a place. And when you open the door, oh shit! I saw this. I, you can walk. I you can walk into that place. Or there's one where you can like like go into people's minds and 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 all kinds of crazy stuff like that. Is, so is there a girl and she's like the center of it and she's in like a high school or something? 
Yeah, there's like a girl and a, there's like a brother and a sister, yep. and then they ha- they're in high school, and then there's like a younger brother who's like in elementary school yep. or whatever. I did I did actually see this <laughs> series. See, there you go. <laughs> so, so there I, you I go. I'll probably <laughs> watching the second season, but it, it, apparently it wasn't good enough to make a a huge impression on me. But I don't remember like totally disliking it, but. Um, it wasn't so it's one of those things where like you probably watched it and enjoyed it while you're watching it but it's yeah. not memorable enough where you're going like going like you're remembering it like fondly or anything like that but it's good right that's the way i feel okay. about it well good to know then it's based on a series of books so there's a lot more content that they can they can drill if they keep going right right right. all right well let's go ahead and talk about the next thing now which is going to be blizzcon and how it's not actually happening anymore so blizzcon was officially canceled um hooch what do you think about BlizzCon being? Are you surprised even that BlizzCon? Uh, uh, I well, I, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised. Like you know, if they if they're like, hey, we're gonna push back the in person BlizzCon, but the digital mm-hmm. version of BlizzCon, BlizzCon being totally canceled, I'm semi surprised. Um, right. They, you know, Activision Blizzard's you know, taking a couple of lumps. They got a pretty bloody black eye or <laughs> bloody lip and blue, bruise, whatever. Um, but I mean, that could they're, have been they're, an oppor- they're on the floor bleeding out. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it could have been an opportunity for <laughs> yeah. them to be like, hey, guys, we've heard you. Here are the things, you know, BlizzCon could have been more about like some change and, and yeah. showing that the company is making strides in the right direction. Outright mm-hmm. canceling it. I mean, I guess I can see like we just don't want to deal with the drama. <laughs> so we're going to focus yeah. more. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit of everything. But I, I, I mean, I think it's I think it's. I think it's split in three ways. Um, one, you know, COVID. Yeah. Right. So they're still not wanting to do an in-person event. And and what's crazy is that this event wasn't even supposed to take place until early 2022. Yeah. So they're they're canceling it way yeah. ahead. Yeah. Preemptively. Uh, it's not like it was supposed to be in December, like you know, and they're canceling it. It's so they're they're getting ahead of it. Um, two, I don't think they have anything to talk I was, about. That was the, that's yeah. what know, I think. Yeah. Over, Overwatch is not doing all that hot. StarCraft's dead in the water. There's nothing coming for Diablo 3. Diablo 4, in my opinion, is still years out. Oh, yeah. Um, WoW is doing really bad. Um, you know, we talked about uh, Final Fantasy 14 having, you know, 24 million subscribers. That's insane. Yeah. You know, and, and there a lot of them have bled from WoW. Um, so that, that's not doing great. Um you know, they canceled Heroes of the Storm. Uh, you know, what are they going to talk about? Hey, uh, yeah, Diablo 2 uh, resurrected. Yeah, servers still suck. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like they're, they're, there's not a Everything's lot of a news. Everything's a negative. Like, what are they right going to do? They're going to be like, they're going to be like, yo, Diablo Immortal. Yeah. Uh, it's like they're not going to bring that up at a BlizzCon ever again. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think. So it's like there's just nothing for them to talk about. Um and I think that's something that they've realized. Also, you know, the beginning of this whole kerfuffle that they're in mm-hmm. was based on this Cosby suite at BlizzCon. Yeah, that yeah. was yes. like the, the, that was the cornerstone of this problem that they're having. So they need to really re- reevaluate everything about that event and how they handle it. And I think, um, you know... I think this is I think this is a smart move for them. I think um you know, look at Nintendo. Nintendo doesn't go to any of the gaming shows. They just release pre-recorded, finely tuned yeah. um 
directs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And people tune in and they love them and it creates well, so huge. So here's, here's yeah. the one thing. The Cosby Room thing is, is definitely an aspect of it. But like this is would have been the second, third year I think they were digital. Because last year they were definitely, the last time BlizzCon was digital, right? The last, the last two, two were, were digital, digital only. So, I yeah. Believe. So, um, one, I, I know the last one definitely was. The one before that, I couldn't remember if it was digital only or if it was digital and. Because there's always been like, you can stream at the same time as you can be there yeah. in person. And I don't remember if that happened the previous time. Um, but anyway, like this would have been, I, I'm pretty sure this was the second or third year that it was like all digital. So the the, the 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 Cosby Room thing probably wasn't going to be as like a potential because you don't have that same kind of con mentality or con environment. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think I agree that it, that 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 you know probably did factor in. Yeah. Like, yeah, the last thing we want to do in the middle of this thing is set anything <laughs> with a con to it. Um, because yeah, I think they've also. Oh, sorry. Like they, I mean, they could have rebranded it into, you know, not BlizzCon, but as you said, like a Nintendo Direct or something, you know, like Blizz Update or some something like that. Just be like, look, here's we're not doing anything like, you know, this. We're just going to give you updates of what we're doing. But they did say that there's still going to be stuff that they're talking about. Right. They're going to still they're still going to talk about the games. They're just not doing the conference thing. Yeah. Well, no, they just said they just said literally the conference is gone. You know, we're going to be focusing on. um on on our yeah. games, which is literally the only known active games in development are Overwatch Two and Diablo Four, and Immortal. Um, well, they they don't list that though, yeah, because they, honestly, Diablo Immortal is not a Blizzard game. It's a it's Netties game yeah. reskin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a Netties. It's their yeah. MMO that's just been reskinned for 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 Diablo for Diablo. And I know, and Blizzard isn't going to bring it up again. The other thing I think it is is that. I think Blizzard has realized at this point that developers are terrible to put in front of a group of people that will ask them things and force them to ad lib. There was that other video that came out, you know, where the um, the girl was in front of the panel and asked, um, you know, a question about uh, if when we were going to get a character that that wasn't in a bikini, and they like they like. They were pretty crappy to her. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were like, oh, yeah, well, we'll take that into consideration. Ha, ha, ha. You know, Including the guy our, that's now ousted. Yeah, and I think they actually brought up, like, like she was like, can we get someone that looks like they shop somewhere other than Victoria's Secret? So she she was kind <laughs> of, like, being a little tongue-in-cheek with it just to make sure that it wasn't, like, a disaster. Yeah. But, um, yeah. She wasn't wrong. Yeah, I, I think my quick thoughts on it are just, um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I think the biggest thing is, A, they only have bad press to deal with, really, because they don't have any good press, because they don't have anything really coming out um, that they can talk about more. You know, Diablo 4 is the slowest development game I've ever seen in my life, if Diablo 3 is anything to go off of. And um, so we're definitely, definitely years and years out on that. Immortal is now taken, like, two more years longer than they said that it was going to be coming out already and it's not even their fucking game and yeah they definitely won't touch that with a 10 foot pole in the uh, blizzcon ever and uh yeah overwatch 2 they probably have nothing else done on you know since the last time that they mentioned one new mode i think uh they give like a tiny bit of detail for that so basically the only thing they have is a new hearthstone set that's about it well so, overwatch yeah blizzard's in a rough spot overall oh, yeah. i think right yeah now. the overwatch 2 um, development has mostly been about what they're doing but potentially 
for balancing and, and adjusting of character classes. Nothing is it nothing new about like game modes or uh, locations or maps because I think they did have a an event where they had pro players playing against each other and it was just showing them uh, just just showing given an exhi- exhibition of like some of what the new character concepts are. It was the new game yeah. mode they were showing. Yeah, off. and so you. It was basically glorified nothingness. Well, I mean, so you see, you do see stuff like the idea of where they're kind of going with characters, but nothing solid. And they always say like all of this can change or any of this can change. So that means like they don't know what they're doing. They 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 they, they yeah. think they want to go in a particular direction, but they don't have any solid. They're still they're still trying to suss it all out. I just think it's them desperately grasping for straws of anything that they can give some information on. But regardless, it's not happening, so we don't have to deal with it. And I say, whatever. <laughs> if honestly Blizzard dies at this point, I, don't, I couldn't care less. They Ooh. can't even get the old version of their... The old version of the game literally worked better at this point than the new version of the game for uh, Diablo Resurrected. So... The old version that you can still play. Like, you can fire up Diablo 2 right now and play it no problem. Exactly. Ooh, that's bad. Um, so anyways, that's a nightmare. Blizzard is a nightmare. Um, but next, we are going to talk about something that's finally actually good. Um, Witcher Season 2 trailer just dropped. It's not a teaser. It's a trailer. Boom. Just dropped. Muggin, what do you think? Oh, it looks awesome. Uh, you can. I, I, I like how they showed um, Siri, and you can definitely see that there's you know, been a change in her character, as, mm-hmm. as would be expected. Um, for now, you know, doing her thing, being a, being a trainee and learning from Geralt. So, um, there was some pretty cool stuff they showed. Mm-hmm. Like I caught a glimpse of like a fire golem and, and some other craziness and some sword play and some demons. And yeah, I mean, it looks like it's going to be pretty sweet. I'm looking forward to it for sure. Yeah. Now, Muggin, I'm not going to let, or I'm sorry, not Muggin. Hooch, I'm not going to bother you with it because I know that you haven't even seen the first one. <laughs> so uh, don't even worry about <laughs> putting your nose in on this here in the corner. For me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, this this looks amazing. I'm super excited. I loved the first season. Um, Henry Cavill's a god in my eyes. Um, and yeah, it, it's just more of the greatness that we saw with the first one. He plays that character so well, and we're going to be looking at an all-out like war, basically, in the second season. Um, and they're really, as you said, Muggin, really putting some emphasis on um, Siri, which which is fantastic, because she's an amazing uh, character in the in the games. So seeing her development is, is going to be super, super cool. Um, but yeah, so make mm-hmm. sure that you guys check that out if you guys are a fan of, of The Witcher. But we'll move on to the next thing, which is Facebook. More about Facebook. So in light of all of these, uh, I mean, you know, supposedly has nothing to do with it, but they have Facebook has decided to rebrand to be called Meta. And keep in mind, this is uh, like, I think like two weeks after they had huge whistleblowers come out and uh, give them a whole bunch of documents relating to like really sketchy shit that that Facebook was doing. Surprise, surprise. They were doing really sketchy shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they were marketing, apparently, like in third world countries, they were marketing like really shitty um, like uh, groups, you know, that were, you know, potentially harmful um, to younger people and uh, doing a whole bunch of really, really just dangerous things, um, especially dealing with like human trafficking and stuff like that. It was it was nuts. And so they got the whistle blown on them. They're still a company somehow. 
because um, they'll survive anything at this point. But what did you guys think? Did you guys see? Did either one of you guys see the actual thing where it it showed Zuckerberg like showing off the new stuff and no going through his house? No. Mm-mm. I did see that he likes to keep a bottle of Baby Ray's barbecue sauce yep. on his bookshelf. <laughs> yeah, that was I, I really saw that. weird. <laughs> I saw that meme too. I didn't actually. I saw uh, clips of the thing on TikTok, but I actually I do. We did. I've seen tons of videos now and memes of the barbecue sauce. There, my favorite one being this is something humans would do. Yeah. Barbecue right. sauce. <laughs> question mark. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so put that there, which is so fucking on point for him. Oh Such a fucking weirdo but uh so i know i i don't want to spend too much time on this because it's kind of like you know poopy but i I see what they're doing so basically it's not facebook the app that you're used to is not going to change at all right um it's the parent company so and i've dealt with this as a designer and in marketing where your product is named the same thing as your company and then you want to release a new product and then everyone's all confused um so now that they own whatsapp and they own instagram and they own oculus they're going well it's kind of weird now that we're called facebook so now it's going to be you know the parent company's meta and you still have whatsapp and you still have instagram and you still have facebook um the only one that that seems like it, from what I read is going to be a casualty is Oculus as a brand is going away, which I think is stupid. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> because this is where it all falls apart to me, we're changing our name because we don't want our company name to be associated with our product line, but we're going to remove the name Oculus and our Oculus is now going to be called the yeah. meta quest. What? Like, yeah, you, you, you literally just did what you yeah. said you were changing your name because you did. <laughs> And now you're going to do it again. <laughs> Just put it like, in a different place now, basically. Yeah. Super dumb. So anyway, their whole thing is we're you know we're targeting the metaverse, you know, and it's just like all right, whatever. The metaverse. Um, oh my God, yeah. get out! I of I, here. I, I, yeah. I agree. We don't need to get too deep in this, but yeah, it's a whole bunch of um, silliness. But yeah, the important thing to know is it's also ah, never mind. I don't want to go any more into it. But yeah, <laughs> Let's so move that, on. that that thing happened. So there you go. If you want to read more about <laughs> mm-hmm. it? Type it into Google, it'll pop up, I guarantee it. I still think the best um, thing about that, though, real quick one thing, is Wendy's uh-huh. jumping in and going, they're re- reclaiming the, oh, the yeah. meat. <laughs> That's right, yeah, we're re- What you see, and then meat. Slim Jim, yep. and then Slim Jim jumped yep. in, um, and they said, well, this is awkward, and their their name was, they were going, we're going with uh, Mita. Mita. Yeah, Mita. So it was like Mita, <laughs> and then Wendy's was like, we'll see you in the Metaverse, and then um, Slim Jim tweeted a... Uh, they took the meta logo, but they turned it into like a yeah. Slim Jim. Slim Jim had an infinity sign. Yeah. 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 Like, Wendy's yeah. always kills it with funny comments, honestly. Yeah. Wendy's, whoever yeah. runs the, the fucking Twitter. Their social marketing group is, is amazing. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah. all right. Well, let's get into some gaming stuff now. So this is something that is I, I didn't even know existed until like 20 minutes ago whenever <laughs> Muggin told me about it, um, which I'm not sure if, if you're in the same boat as me or in the same boat as him. But. Um, this is the RP2 Plus. There's pre-orders up and available now. So, uh, Muggin, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Because it was actually pretty interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, I think I've posted about the RP2, which is the Retroid Pocket mm-hmm. 2. Um, there's this huge, um, tons of these Chinese retro handhelds out there. And um, there's a bunch of different ways they're built. There's you know, Abernick's got a, a really strong line. And then the other one that, that's really strong is this Retroid uh, brand. And the Retroid 
Pocket 2 was unique in that it's an actual it's so it's a it's a handheld similar to like a Game Boy Advance mm-hmm. um, in shape in form factor. Um, it's got four buttons on the right, um, you know, a D-pad and analog on the left, two triggers on each side with a 4.3 inch 4x3 screen. <clears throat> and uh, because, you know, everything retro, it plays anything up to PS1, including old arcade, Super Nintendo, Game Boy Advance. There's even like a DS emulator that can just flop the screens. But um, the thing that was unique about it is it runs in an Android and has access to the Google Play Store. So you can actually download any Google Play app that it meets the requirements for. The negative was it didn't have a touchscreen. Um, so it had like this built-in like mouse capabilities that use the analog stick. Um, this new version, they've got a better processor. They doubled the RAM um, and they've put a touchscreen in it now. Uh, they also upgraded it to Android 9. So um, you can get... Um, I run RetroArch with this front end um, through Dig, and it's like I, I've got like you know a thousand games on it, you know that I can play anytime. Nice. It's it's a really cool thing. So mm-hmm. the new one came out. The pre-orders went up uh, yesterday, so it's been mm-hmm. something that people have had their eye on. It's and it's cheap. It's like nine. I think this pre-order is ninety nine bucks, oh, wow. and the regular version RP two is you can. I got mine for sixty. Um, you know, from a guy on Reddit, but they're 70 bucks new. Um, there's some newer ones coming out like Odin, but it's like 300 bucks. And it's like when you get to the $300 price point, it's like you're not buying like a chintzy retro game anymore. Now I'm talking about, well, do I buy this or do I put another 100 bucks? Get a new and get, system. You know, put a couple, get a PS5, get a, a Series X, pick up an OLED Switch. You know, it's just like that's when it... But it, at 90 bucks, like being able to play every Game Boy Advance, every Game Boy game, Game Gear, Sega, you know, Sega Master System, Genesis, Super Nintendo in your pocket. And it plays PlayStation 1, too. Right. Um, you know, and the PS1 games run really well. So it's just it's a really neat idea. And it's small. It's you can still fit it in your pocket. Um, yeah, it's just cool. I thought everybody should take a look at it just just to understand kind of what's going on in that market space because with retro games being what they are like, you know, you can go buy a Game Boy Advance which are selling for like 150 bucks now. Right. And then, you know, Man, you want to play Pokémon on it. Shit. Oh yeah, and you want to play Pokémon, you're going to go, "Oh, great, cool. Now I got to buy a $140 Pokémon cartridge um to get a legit one. It's just ridiculous." Damn. Bro. I gotta go to eBay. I think I still have mine. <laughs> <laughs> like a copy, a copy of like one of the, the Castlevania Game Boy Advance games are are going for like eighty, ninety bucks. Just the cartridge. Shit, dude. Damn. Yeah, I need to take a peek <laughs> at yeah, that. It's nuts. <laughs> All right. Well, somebody needs to go dig go into ahead. their inventory see if they have any of those games. Make a killing. P- pretty mm-hmm. much, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, let's go ahead and talk about Darkest Dungeon Two from EA. Now this is another game. Well, early access, early launch. access, not oh, right. EA. Not early EA. access, yeah. Oh, EA would never make like anything that good. Me there. <laughs> yeah, it's Red Hook, I believe, is the name of the studio. Uh, okay, well, that makes more sense actually, because yeah, the art style doesn't look anything like EA would normally do. <laughs> you, so you no, mean the art style is, is awesome? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like it's it's very good. Like I I I dig the art style. I actually, whenever I looked at the video for it, that was the first thing that stood out to me. I was like, oh man, I really. It's kind of like more, a little more Borderlandsy kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's it's a very dark, um, heavily cell shaded yeah. art style. Um, it's interesting because it's it's a completely different um, 
uses the same characters and art mm-hmm. style uh, and the combat system's the same, but the actual game itself, what happens between the battles is compl- this one's turned into more of a roguelike where it's like, oh, get as far as you can, see if you can beat it. Um, whereas the original was more structured where you like built up a town and you would recruit these guys and you go have a run and your characters die and you come get new ones. The original um, seemed more like and Hooch X-Con. found it today that it was on uh, on yeah, sale. Yeah, on Steam. Uh, pretty cheap everywhere for the yes. ultimate. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, by the time anybody hears this, that sale will be over. Uh, unless uh, what what wait no, hold on hold on, over, hold on. Right? unless the patron patrons will hear this uh, and be able to take advantage of the sale right because we're gonna drop this tomorrow for them. Yeah. Yeah. So then yeah. that. Yeah. And if is it was it on sale on the on the switch? So, too? I didn't check the switch. I checked PlayStation and because I can't see it because I already own it for the yeah. switch. So Nintendo won't show me the price Jerks. because <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> Why would you want to buy this again? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. All right. Well, it, go ahead. I was Re- saying, like, do you the, have more to say about? It? Yeah, I was say like the the first one looked like it was more like an XCOM, whereas you said you go out, you you pick a group, you build your town, you do all sorts of other things. So you're saying the second one is more roguelike you don't have that same town building yeah so in the second one in the second one and i haven't played it but i've watched some streams and stuff you're basically on this in this cart right this like horse-drawn cart with your four adventurers and you're you're like going down the road and they they get random assignments of attributes they get perks and weaknesses and you get those in the original game too but they're kind of doled out a little differently and um you're basically driving down the road and then you'll stop and like, oh, there'll be a conversation with somebody on the side of the road that could give you a boon. And then, oh, you'll run into a, a battle or a bandit or whatever or a dungeon. So it's it's more it's it's more of like a run, like a make a run and try and get to the end than it is what the original gotcha. one was. So which is in, which is fine because like there's that argument of is it the same game just a little different? And did I or or do they do you, or they they're saying we want to expand the world like Darkest Dungeon one stands on its own we don't need to make that game okay. again okay right you know what right. I mean we're gonna make this game that that lives in that world and leverages those characters and what we learned and changes the gameplay a little bit and I think that's valid um, they are getting a lot of pushback from fans of course but <laughs> always. <Right. laughs> Well, yeah. let's go ahead and talk about a different game. And this one's Guardians of the Galaxy. It released on the 26th. Have either of you guys played it? Yes. You did? Nope. Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. What it, I'll, I'll say the the general consensus as far as like, you know, gaming media mm-hmm. is concerned. They have rated it like usually like eight to out of eight out of 10 to like nine out of 10. So fantastic. Yep. So is that... Does that match up with what you've seen so far? I need to get a little further in the game, but I think it has the potential. What I will say is kind of it, it's it, it's a different kind of game where you have you're building relationships, so you have choices in dialogue um, mm-hmm. that supposedly have impact on um, events that happen. Like I know I'm not going to spoil anything, but I uh, earlier on I I wind up going through a sequence of events with a character and as I'm talking to this other character I can make decisions to how to respond to them then there is another um, situation that uh, that occurs where a third character comes in and I'm having a conversation with that character and the the way I reacted or the way I the way I uh, interacted with uh, the, the first character will determine what happens through the events of the second mm-hmm. character 
also <laughs> some weird stuff there's a point where you can rally the guardians through mm-hmm. a speech and if you listen to what they're saying um and then you choose the right response everyone gets a buff or like you like if everybody's like dying i think it's when it happens like everybody dies you'd be like huddle up and then everybody comes in and you're like okay and then they yeah, the, the huddle. huddle. Like, like the huddle. Yeah. What, the, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but yeah, it's like in the middle yeah. of battle, the game basically pause and they huddle like a football huddle, and you get to say stuff. And if you say the right things, yeah, you get a buff. And if you don't, you actually get a debuff. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Um, some of the characters will actually get. Actually, debuffed, I don't know about debuff. Is what I read. Yeah, do you not get I don't the think debuff? You just, you just don't get, get anything. anything. Either way, everyone gets yeah. resurrected and healed, or it's either everybody gets a buff, just Star Lord gets a buff, or you know everyone like resurrects or just at least gets resurrected um or gets a heal mm-hmm. that, that's, right, so, that's so let me ask you these two things then yeah these so the first thing would be do you feel like you're limited only playing uh star lord now or do you like the so, fact that you're only able to play star lord so the way it works is you only play star lord but you have commands that you can give to the rest of the guardians and at this point it's right. you press a like a button to indicate hey uh, you know, triangle, circle, square, X, whatever. This character, I want you to go do a thing, and then it'll bring up a sub menu that's like, oh, you have four abilities that you can use. So, for example, like Groot has a uh, an entanglement. So I hit the square button, go Groot, get that thing. Hit the square button again, and Groot does that ability. You can upgrade and improve those abilities as you go through, right? So there's definitely an RPG aspect to that. I don't know mm. if it feels limited as a result because you do have a lot of interaction with the characters. Um, and mm. I guess overall, if you think about it, Star-Lord offers the, the most kind of like potential in that he has the guns oh, i guess rocket would probably be a little bit better as well but well from what i read it's you know there's the you because star lord has this magical elemental yeah. gun mm-hmm. you can get into where you can switch it from like fire yes. to ice to this yeah. to that to wind and you can start doing kind crazy, of crazy exactly. stuff what, what i've read so far from the reviewers basically is you know one one of the things i've heard said a couple times was you you know this is proof that a a linear single player game can still be awesome. Yeah. Like you don't have to have a live service. You don't have to have multiplayer. You don't have to have microtransactions. You can just have a really good game that clocks in at a decent time that costs 60 bucks and you play it and you're done. And oh, I feel good. You mean, I like, you mean like Metroid dread? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean like, I like, like tons of games that don't get the kind of coverage that destiny Two yeah. and all these other you know, live forever. Yeah, games. there's there's yeah. space for that still in the gaming industry. And there's a lot of fans who would appreciate that because we've gone so far in the other way of like it's a live service. You have to be giving something constant. Like whatever happened to just making a great game and then moving on. I feel like if yeah. you don't have the IP to back that up anymore, you're you're not going to be able to make that game soon. But because uh, I'm not saying that it can't exist, but I'm I'm saying that there aren't going to be enough people interested in it to pick it up. Play it, make it financially viable. Unless see, you have the IP to back it up. And I see this. This is where it's, I think some of the bigger companies can turn around and make uh, take a chance on it. It's not something a smaller developer is going to do because they they live and die by that revenue. But a bigger mm-hmm. company, you know, that isn't that wants to try an experiment has a better opportunity of doing that. The problem is they won't because they're afraid of their shareholders. 
Yeah. Well, and it just, for anything new, you always have to pump in so much more advertising. So, like, I just see it being a harder and harder thing to do, but time will tell um, if, if that type of game dies with new IPs, but um, we'll see. But anyways... Whenever it comes to this, I actually, I think you guys convinced me on getting it because I actually think I'm going to give it a shot now. I was planning on not getting it at all, but mm-hmm. this seems interesting, quirky enough. You know, it still maintains the quirkiness while while being an actual good game. So I think I'll actually here's, give it a shot. Here's one of the things that I didn't get a chance to say. Like one of the, the negatives sure. that I have is the combat sometimes can get a little hectic and it's hard to mm-hmm. be like, okay, I need to shoot at this while dodging this other thing and uh, then also, yeah, and then also throw off my character abilities for the other heroes, right, on the team as I'm not dying, trying not to die and stuff like that. So that's where right. that's where it gets kind of where it falls it's a like little short for Starcraft me. Starcraft or an RPG. Yeah, it's like it falls a little short for me on that <laughs> a, in that aspect. Like they could have done a little better to, to make that less chaotic. Uh, the other thing, okay. the other yeah. thing that it does, and you're gonna laugh, mm-hmm. it has the God of War problem. The camera is there is no God of War problem. The, the We're ca- done with this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, the camera. So you, sits, you're just saying the camera. The camera sits right behind Star Lord on his right over his right shoulder. For when you're that's the, but they 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 trick you. It's for that when you're doing like just the navigating and running around. When you get to action, it feels like it pulls back a little bit and gives you a wider mm-hmm. FOV. Which I'm fine. Like when I'm doing an action stuff, I don't feel cramped. But when he's just walking around, I feel cramped and constrained. Like I can't see everything. I have to constantly move. And that to me just, I don't like that feeling. All right. Fair enough. Real quick, we're going to move on to the next thing. But I just want to tell you just while you were gone, um, just because you brought up God of War, I saw the Masters of the Universe Revelations Part 2 trailer. Mm -hmm. And I did tell Muggin that I'm going to give it a shot because that trailer honestly looked fucking sick. So prepare yourself to play God of War. <laughs> um, so anyway, all of part one, on to, right? Yes. Okay. I will watch all of part one for it. Yes. <laughs> all right. Moving on to the next thing. All right. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Diablo Immortal. Now, this is something that I'm dying to play. Muggin, you have played or played not so far? Nope. Dying, dying to play. All right, so you're I tried with to. Me. <laughs> I tried to to smuggle my way into the beta yesterday to no avail, and I just gave up. Okay. And then Hooch, you've played it before. Currently trying to play it now, but is not working on blue stacks. Is that correct? Okay. Uh, yes and no. Uh, yes, I have played it before. Yes, I was trying to get it to work on BlueStacks because it is the Android beta and it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did actually fire it up on the Android phone that I have. I haven't played it, played it yet because I just created a Necromancer and got to a point where I was like, oh, crap, now I got to God, go. I hate you. So, oh, I hate you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, the, like my plan was I was going to go to that party today, find a corner and play on the play Immortal, but I couldn't. I, I kept having Fuck. to get involved. So my plan was to be like, I'm going to play Immortal uh, and then come back right, and be right, like, right. I played Immortal. But as I said, I haven't gotten in there. I did see they have a new cutscene in the in the beginning. It was awesome. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't I can't talk much more than that. I think because uh, uh, everybody knows. Yeah, we'll dive into it more when we all yes, have access. Yeah, so everybody knows it's a thing, but I can't like you know. Once I have a solid way to play it on the computer, like I will dedicate the time to actually play it on the fucking computer because I'm trying to play. Um, Diablo on the computer now, but I, I'm still having to deal with fucking queue times. Like I so want to play at this Diablo. point, I'm giving up on Revelations. Or, or I'm up Revelations. I'm giving up on Resurrection, mm-hmm. and I, I, if I can get into Immortal, I'm just going to play Immortal because that 
you know, until Diablo 4 comes out at, at this point, that's the one I'm going to play because I, I can't believe that I'm still having to deal with queue times after this long of a released game that's already been released and works better yeah in the old like it blows my mind and i'm so fucking angry at blizzard that like i don't want to i don't want to play that game anymore so yeah, i'm you. dealing with that mentally um but yeah anyways uh so yeah we'll, we'll talk a little bit a bit about more uh, a bit about that more whenever we all play it as muggin said so let's go ahead and move on to the next thing um actually let's talk about packs pack south canceled indefinitely Mm. This is yep. a pretty interesting one. Um, Muggin, do you want to go into uh, the reasons why? Yeah, I mean, basically, they said it was two things. It was lack of growth and COVID. So, you know, PAX East and West continues to grow year over year and, and more and more people and more and more vendors, whereas PAX South in Texas has stagnated. Mm-hmm. Um, so they basically just said, we've made the decision, we're just going to, we're just going to cancel this uh, this con. People can come see us in the West and the East. You know, that's that. Of course, everyone's, you know, this small, this group of people, you know, that was going to South is going, well, yeah, but we can't get to, you know, California. And I think the other one's in, what, Boston or New York or something. But anyway, like, that's a heck of a, of a trip. So thanks for just leaving us all stranded. Um, you know, I kind of get what they're saying, but at the same time, if it's been profitable since 2015 and and you know it does it really matter if as long as it's not declining then you should be able to keep putting it on to have that middle ground mm-hmm. um and of course the event in texas is not going to be as big as the convention in california yeah, right you know what i mean especially with where the gaming industry is centered like well, so, so why San? It, um, it, it is what it is, but I think it. I think it's you know they're just canceling I, it. It's just kind of business. I guess decision. the question is why San Antonio, not Austin, right? True, Austin would. Be I mean, much it better. could be price cost. True, um, but I think Austin like. But there's much offices, venues. There's a denser uh, gaming. And the other thing in, in Austin yeah. though for devs. Well, the thing you have to realize too with a lot of these conventions is some of it is also the city will help. Yeah offset mm, costs so if san antonio if they're shopping it and saying we want this they were probably talking to multiple cities and and san antonio gave them the best my, ge- my the texas best geography is terrible so what's the distance between austin and san antonio though it's not okay. that far because like if you're if you're looking at, not not far enough to be yeah, a you're looking at a thing like i know here in the bay area right if you were to host something in um san jose and somebody came in and was staying in San Francisco. It's far enough of a trek where it's inconvenient, right? Um, you wouldn't. You you'd probably be frustrated by it, and it wouldn't be cool. It was the same problem that the football team had. They were in San Francisco. They moved to Santa Clara, where the stadium is now. And a lot of fans are like, "Well, I'm, you come into San Francisco, you want to stay in San Francisco. You don't want to go all the way down to Santa Clara, which is near San Jose. So you have that problem of transportation." from where you are and i don't know what's in san antonio is there anything interesting in san antonio i mean you've got the i mean the and the, the alamos there <laughs> yeah. i mean it's not a it's not i mean san antonio is is not a, a bad place too. to have it yeah it's 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 a pretty hip okay. little town and then i was just corrected in discord um pax west is seattle. in seattle okay. so you got to go all the way yeah. to the top yeah right so 
Anyway, I mean, it's a business decision. I don't know what more more to talk about there, yeah. but it's just interesting watching some of these things close down, you know, which leads into, you know, the next thing would be that, you know, Nintendo, Nintendo has closed some offices now, which to me, based on what I read, they closed Toronto and California, and they said they're relocating the majority of the necessary staff to their other two facilities, their their actual headquarters mm-hmm. in the in America. Um, I read somewhere that they displaced like a hundred people um, from the California. But you know, it, it, yeah. But I mean, in this business climate, like with so many people working remotely, why why do you have that facility anymore? Anyway, it makes sense. You know, to downscale the facility, bring as many people to the new one, let people work remotely and cut your, you know, that, you know, people have to cut costs here and there. I also read that the, the VP of sales um, left to go work for KFC. Um, so, yeah, I mean, KFC KFC's doesn't sound cooler than though. Nintendo. Hey. Like, uh... No, the Yum brands. But um, <laughs> oh, okay. the previous, the, he's he's relatively new, too, because the previous VP is is the one, who, you Doug know, Bowser. Doug Bowser is who took over for, you know, Reggie. So, right. anyway. All right. Well, um, let's go ahead and talk about at least something that's good. Uh, that would be November Prime games that are free. This is actually... Mm-hmm quite the list here so um let me go ahead and and pull up the list here real quick all right so we have rogue heroes liberated puzzle agent 2 demon hunter 2 uh breaks are for losers i'm assuming that's a racing game uh (laughs) secret files and then these are the big three rise of the tomb raider which i have not played have either one of you guys played that uh yeah i haven't but i know that it got really good reviews okay so at least Solid to good, somewhere there. Dragon Age Inquisition, which I really liked. I played that one. And then Control Ultimate Edition, which is I also played as well. Very fucking good. Um, I still have to finish that. I mean... Uh, well, and this is this is the ultimate, so it's got all it's, the DLC yeah, exactly. that came with it, too. So that's kind of cool. I mean, if they're going to be mean, coming out with stuff games, like that, I mean, that is... Those three games for free is is pretty so good. Here, oh, yeah. But, fantastic. Um, I mean, last month they had uh, Squadrons and a couple other games um, that were really good for this month. So if you haven't gotten them yet, sorry, it's not October anymore. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, it's just funny whenever you think about like you know whenever it comes to subscriptions for things now like it's now is the time whenever you're really looking at gaming subscriptions specifically and you're thinking where's like the best place to put my money and I gotta say like PlayStation's looking worse and worse and worse because well the thing that's the thing that's nice about these ones too is like a lot of the other ones like well if your Game Pass subscription expires bye bye games right. These um, Amazon ones, they give you a key. So, like, to get it. Dragon Age, yeah. you get a key, you go to Origin, you insert the key. It's yours yeah. forever. Yeah. You, you, If you never pay for Prime again, you can play Dragon Age Inquisition until EA says you can't. You know what <laughs> I mean? Right. Uh, same Shh, thing with Control and Rise. Be like, okay, now you can't play. <laughs> but you know what I mean. So, so you have unlimited access yeah. to it forever, which I think yeah. is cool. Yeah. No, it's a nice perk of, the, of these particular so, free games. So, reading this article... Sorry, reading this article, there's one word that stood out that I never even considered with control. Uh, Metroidvania? What? How? I never got that feeling. I think it's just because... I I don't know. I don't know. Take us with a grain of salt because the article I listed was from Kotaku. (laughs) 
they listed another they wrote another article um yesterday about a quote-unquote metroidvania and the comment section exploded on them about like how much of that game had nothing to do with being a metroidvania i think some people are using that term for not what it is uh and just going oh well it's a map and you have to go back and forth to solve the puzzle it must be a metroidvania you know what i mean so no um Mm So, yeah, I think it's just a, I, I've heard it's a fantastic kind of adventure uh, game. So I'm, I'm looking forward mm. to downloading it. I download all these games. I never played That's them, the problem. I will. I will own well, it. we were, we were talking <laughs> as long as you have it. We, yeah. we were talking earlier about our Steam library. The paradox of choice. Yeah. My Steam library is at 320 some odd games, uh, most of which have Jesus not been played. Christ. My God. Yeah, I'm the same way. I got like 250 games, oh, I think. But that's just yeah. it. 320 is nothing compared to a lot of people that I know that are over like five, 600 games. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the old Steam sales made it really easy to blow your library up. And then the original Humble, the Humble bundles, bundles. Like, I remember getting a Star Wars bundle for like eight bucks that had like 23 yep. games. Yep. You know? And it's just like... So you would you would exponentially explode your Steam mm-hmm. library. Um and you may just buy that bundle for two games, but you got 23 games. So <laughs> there, there is a lot of artificial inflation. Uh, yeah, there. I have the entirety um, of like fear, uh, fear through fear three. And I haven't touched a single fear. I had no desire to touch it, but I have it in my steam list. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we definitely don't have enough time for all these games that we're playing. But here is another game that hopefully we will have time to play with. I, I am going to be playing this one. Please, people play it with me. For God's sakes. Uh, this one's going to be Halo Infinite. We finally got a look at, well, a better look, I should say, at the new big bad for Halo Infinite. Um, if, first of all, have you guys been keeping up with Halo Infinite? Are you guys interested in this at all? I am a Halo. That I, sounds I'm, like a no. I am not a Halo fanboy. I've never been not a Halo boy. fan. No. Bugging for I, fuck's sake, I like it. No, I, I, no, no. I like Halo. Okay. I love Halo. Um, I haven't played all of the Halos. Um, you know, I mean, I remember I had my original big ass Xbox with my Duke, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, rocketing people in the face yes. in, uh, yes. on the Xbox. And, um, you know, I played through one and two all the way. And I think I kind of lost track of it after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to, to getting a shot at this. Um, you know, it's going to be on game pass, so I'll have access to it. And, um, yeah, I'm not keeping a really close eye on it because I just, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like almost over like the whole like hype cycle of games these days of like this slow drip for, you know, years. And then it's like, here's the game. And you're like, why was I excited about this game? I don't remember. <laughs> I've been hearing about it for so long. You get to the point where you're just like, yeah, I don't, I don't really care anymore. So I'm kind of like, they're making progress. I just want to hear that they're making progress, and I just kind of like let it let it do its thing. And when it shows up, I'll I'll, I'll dive into it head first, yeah. you know. Right. So for for me, then um, at least I'll have you to play it with me, Muggin. I know, I know that there's luckily mm-hmm. I know that there are is a, a good amount of people here in the community, the in our community that are waiting for this game and will be playing it too. But the cool thing about this for me is that you know Halo Two was that game that fucking everyone was playing. It was that multiplayer mm-hmm. game that everyone was playing. It was such a good fucking time in gaming. And, um, like, you know, then they had Halo a bazillion times afterwards. And every single version, people were less and less interested. But it's these kinds of franchises that whenever that they take a big break and then that next one comes back and it hits hard. And it, it 
kind of that's what I'm hoping for. I hope that it kind of brings back those Halo Two times where everyone fucking has this game because it's fucking Halo. And so I think its game cycle reminds me a lot of like ID, like mm-hmm. it, like what you just explained. I mean, that was Quake Two, right? Like right. back in the day, like everybody was playing Quake Two. Right, everybody right. I knew played Quake Two. Everybody had Quake Two. It was the game you played online. Exactly. And then you know, fast forward to 2007 and Doom drops, mm-hmm. and like. Oh my god, this is amazing. So hopefully it's kind of in that vein where it like goes from, you know, this thing that we played back then and then this new version comes out and it's 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 a familiar it's familiar enough that you're that you're like can jump right into it, but it's right. it's fresh enough that you're like they really knew they really took note of the newness and made this thing great. Exactly. And so I think that's what we're we're hoping for. Hopefully it is that um but yeah, the, the new character, regardless, like if you guys are in on the, the Halo lore, um, this is, there's a new group that they're bringing in called the Banished, and this is uh, the brute leader of the Banished. He looks very cool. Um, his name is Asharam, and, uh, you know, we're going to be learning a bit more about them as, you know, it, it comes closer and closer. But this was the first trailer that we had kind of about his motivations. And um, it really, his motivations so far seem fairly straightforward. It's just, uh, you know, we want to take over now that there's a little bit of a power vacuum. You think that you might have a hero to, to save you, but you don't. And then meanwhile, you see Master Chief suiting up in the background. So, um, you know, that part's pretty straightforward. Hopefully there's a little bit more intricacy to this character, but we'll see either way. More Halo, more fun. Uh, there's a lot of things that are looking really, really good about this game. So, yeah, we'll we'll have to see. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, that will be wrapping up everything for this episode, guys. I think we made it out in a pretty timely manner. One hour, 40 minutes. That's pretty good. That's because I wasn't here Not for the most of it. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> true. This would be two hours and 40 minutes. Oh, hey. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, kidding, kidding. Uh, but no. All right, guys. Well, let me go ahead and take us out. So thank you all so much for listening. Make sure to check on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash ANR. Make sure to check out the Discord, discord.me forward slash ANR. And then make sure to uh, review us. Give us those five-star reviews on uh, Apple Podcast, please, if you can. And, uh, yeah, that'll pretty much do it for this week. So thank you very much, Muggin. Happy Halloween. Oh, yeah, there we go. Happy Halloween. And then to Hooch. Yo, I survived the karaoke. There you go. And uh, <laughs> for me, I'll see you guys later.